grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this evening as we honor and celebrate the festival of, believe it or not, St. Bartholomew. The Old Testament reading we heard just a moment ago. Proverbs 3, 1 to 8. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. And then a little bit later in our text. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, do not forget... Do not forget. What was the name of your second grade teacher? Do you remember? Maybe you do. Especially if you're in like second or third or fourth grade. Maybe you don't. Who was the starting quarterback for Nebraska in 1992? Do you remember? Or have you forgotten? What street did you live on growing up? Do you remember? Or have you forgotten? Who was the president when you were born? Do you know? Do you remember? Or have you forgotten? You see, sometimes we don't know something because we never learned it. Other times we learn something and then for some reason it just kind of leaves our memory. Maybe we didn't think it was all that important. Or maybe we forgot how important it really was. Can you name the 12 sons of Jacob? The 12 tribes of Israel? Oh, you might be able to get three or four. Can you name the 12 disciples of Jesus? Well, you might be able to get a half a dozen or so, but many of them are very, very obscure, including St. Bartholomew, the saint that we Remember tonight as we come into God's house. Bartholomew is listed in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Acts. But that's it. He's just listed among the twelve. The Gospel of John doesn't even name him. In fact, it gives the name Nathaniel instead of Bartholomew. And most people assume that like Simon Peter, Bartholomew had two names. Nathaniel Bartholomew. Interesting to think about, but it's pretty hard to preach a sermon on an assumption, right? 
There are many legends with regard to Bartholomew. What happened to him after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost? Where did he go? One legend says that he went to India and he brought the gospel to India. Missionaries in the second century went to India and they said, we already know about this Jesus. Bartholomew was here and he had the book of Matthew. So in many paintings or pictures or art descriptions of Bartholomew, you see Bartholomew holding the gospel of Matthew. Others say that Bartholomew went from India to Armenia, modern-day Turkey. And he preached with such boldness and forcefulness the gospel of Jesus Christ that the king of Armenia converted to Christianity and believed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Which in turn ticked off all of the pagan priests. And so Bartholomew was arrested. Bartholomew was crucified upside down on a cross. After he was dead, they skinned him with a knife. And after they were done skinning him, they chopped off his head. So in many art portrayals of Bartholomew, you see Bartholomew holding the Gospel of Matthew in one arm and a knife in the other. I don't know, it's kind of hard to preach a sermon on a legend, right? But there was one person who truly believed this legend, a guy by the name of Michelangelo, ever heard of him? Sistine Chapel, ever heard of that? Painted on the Sistine Chapel, believe it or not, is St. Bartholomew. St. Bartholomew is happy. And he is completely skinned. And in one of his hands, his left hand, in one of his hands, he holds what looks like a pair of footed pajamas with a hood. You guessed it. It's his skin. And Michelangelo was moved so much by the legend of Bartholomew that the face on the skin was a self-portrait. My friends, when we remember the Word of God, when we make the bold confession of the Word of God, God does not promise that everything will be peaches and cream. That all of your problems will suddenly melt away. That you will be rich and famous. That you will be immune from suffering. In fact, in many places in Scripture, he says just the opposite. Pick up your cross and follow me. Count it a joy when you suffer for my name. 
We don't preach tonight on an assumption or on a legend. But the Word of God, the Word of God that transformed a nobody, a nobody like Bartholomew into a bold believer and confessor of the gospel of Jesus Christ. My friends, we don't worship the saints. We don't think that somehow the saints give us some kind of a special access, a special code to unlock the gifts or blessings of God. No. We remember their example and we get strength and encouragement from the same Word of God that gave them strength and encouragement. I don't know exactly what legends about Bartholomew are true, but he was called by Christ. He heard the Word of God. He was an eyewitness to the resurrected Jesus Christ. Filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, he went out and proclaimed God's Word in its truth and purity. My friends, it's the same Word of God that you were baptized into at the baptismal font. It's the same Word of God that you were taught around the family table, around the family altar, in Sunday school, in catechism class, as you come into God's house, in Bible study, in your personal devotions. That same life-giving and life-changing Word of God. Don't forget it! Don't take it for granted! Don't forget it. The Word of God is life. The Word of God is strength. The Word of God is hope. The Word of God is encouragement. We have before us these, these eight verses from Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs is wisdom literature. You want some good old-fashioned not Benjamin Franklin wisdom, but God the Holy Spirit wisdom. It's the book of Proverbs. It's the book of Proverbs. Do not forget my teaching. That's the prayer of every pastor who teaches confirmation class, Bible study. Much of preaching is teaching. Don't forget it. But let your heart keep my commandments. The only way you can keep the Word of God is first to hear it. The only way you can keep the Word of God after you hear it is to believe it. To hear the Word of God. To believe the Word of God. And then to live the Word of God. To let the Word of God literally have its way with you. To break you down by the power of the law and build you up with the strength and good news of the gospel. This is God's wisdom for you right here. Along with the word of God comes all kinds of blessings. Of course, length of days, however long you live, will be at peace. They will be a blessing. God's steadfast love can never forsake you. 
Steadfast love is kind of shorthand, Old Testament shorthand, for everything God is and everything God does. One true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father who created everything holy and perfect. The Father who sends His Son into the world when Adam and Eve brought sin onto themselves and onto all of their descendants, including you and me. The Son who willingly took upon Himself your sin and my sin and the sin of the world. God the Son who died the death we deserve on Calvary's cross. God the Son who rose victorious from the grave on that first Easter Sunday. God the Son who ascended victoriously into heaven and now lives and rules and reigns at the right hand of God. Not a position of location, but a position of power where he rules all things, including the church, with his word. And God the Holy Spirit, who has called you by the gospel, enlightened you with his gifts, made you holy, sanctified you, and now keeps you in the one true church on earth. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Chapter 3 continues and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Why? Because of his steadfast love that will never forsake you and never let you down. Don't lean on your own understanding. It's tainted with sin. It'll always lead you astray. In verse 7, verse 7 of Proverbs 3 hits me like a ball peen hammer right between the eyes. Be not wise. In your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. Who of us can't say that we have never been wise in our own eyes? My friends, God's word teaches us to humble ourselves before the Word of God. The Word of God that is life. The Word of God that will never forsake you. The Word of God that even if we forget what street we lived on or who are third grade teacher was or the names of the 12 tribes of Israel or the 12 apostles or any other kind of Bible trivia even when we forget God will never forget his promises to you God will never forget who you are God will never leave you nor forsake you he has put his name on you and he says you are my child cling to me Trust in me with all your heart. And it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. My friends, God's promises are real. 
The reason God gathers us here as church, and that's what's going on here. You may have thought that you made a conscious decision to join this congregation. God the Holy Spirit called you, gathered you, and enlightened you as this family of God right here at this time. What binds us together as one is the blood of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness that He provides. What unites us as the family of God is the Word of God, full strength in its truth and purity. My friends, may we encourage and remind one another of this great goodness of God. And by His grace, may we never forget. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our lives, our congregation, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.